Johan Jansen van Vieren. I prefer Ewan. Ewan, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, man. To the studio slash the man cave, bikes on the wall. Bikes over there. I like the giraffe. Yeah, I don't think you can see him, but um, his name's Jerry. There he is. It's not a very original name. I had a different name for him, um, but it was something to do with what the antlers are called. They're not called antlers. They're like... I don't know. I forget the name of it, but um, it's, I, cool. I like yeah. it's been a while since the last podcast. Um, I thought the first one after uh, about three months because of where we've been. Yeah, we did a trip through South Africa on bicycles. Yes, and yeah, I think we had enough time to sort of get back to reality now yeah. and back to life. I suppose start yeah. earning money again. Yeah, sink into life. Yeah. Because that was completely, we'll get we'll get into it, but before we do, give me a short introduction of yourself. I know you, I've known you for the last 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, my name's Johan, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you sometimes call me Ranger. Yes. That's why I'm known as Ranger by Foot mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, which is also a sort of company mm-hmm. I own and work through mm-hmm. by Foot, so the two together. Um, as a outdoor guide, as a mountain guide, yeah. mostly. Yeah, I do a bit of climbing as well, sport climbing, mm-hmm. um, but predominantly um, hiking okay. and mountaineering. So, ninety percent probably Table Mountain, and then I've done some tours internationally with school groups and things like that, and then the Cedarberg and Hex River Mountains. Mm-hmm. But I pretty much any mountain. Yeah. yeah, if it's a mountain, you'll guide it exactly. And yeah. that, I've been doing that for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, or well, specializing in mountain guiding for probably seven years. Yeah. Prior to that, a bit of canopy tours. Abseiling. Abseiling, surfing, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's good to specialize. Yeah, and I think that's the, the, the biggest difference in our friendship. That's always been the case as well. You've been a mountain guide. When we've gone to the mountains, you've always been the sort of go-to figure in what we're going to do safety-wise, activity-wise. Um, you know, you, you, we go climbing a lot together and you're always leading the climbs. Um, I'm, I'm not in the same brackets as you when it comes to mountaineering, you know, because it's your profession and you're bloody good at it. Where I think the cycling now, that was a, a shift in our relationship and exactly. our, uh, not that I'm a, a better cyclist than you, but I've just been cycling longer. Well, it's understanding to say that you maybe not a better cyclist because you are. <laughs> you Oh, much better cyclist. Than I, I I just think I've been doing it longer because I mean we can we can actually start getting into the trip and and how it started. But essentially, we were having dinner at your wife Steph's um, birthday. Yes, correct at uh, Ferdinando's. Ferdinando's, great where, pizza, place, yeah, yeah, by the way, in Obs, right? In Obs, yeah. Correct. With it was myself, you, Nikki Albi, and, and Stevoros and Hanley. Correct, yeah. And we were sort of sitting together on the one side of the table, and yeah, just discussing what to do in lockdown. Lockdown, because mm. this that was actually one of our first outings. I think it was the probably the first time, and this was September, uh, August in August, yeah. I've forgotten Steph's birthday, 22nd August, 22nd of August, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so 22nd of August sitting down discussing kind of we need to do something as uh, either a, a couple group or as a you know just myself and you yeah. and we've been wanting to do kind of a, a long adventure for some time yes I just haven't had the opportunity and, and lockdown was the perfect time for it 
we both lost our jobs. Uh, you kind of didn't lose your job, but the industry is just on yeah. shutdown. So there's no international yeah. hikers coming in. You've done a couple of guided tours I, with... I've done two since uh, since this happened. So one, yeah. one in March, mm-hmm. um, a lady that had a special mission to come visit her sick mom. Yes, from the UK, right? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one, and then I had four people just the other day, actually. From Joburg. On India Fence, yeah. So mostly Gauteng region. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Catonians sort of do their own thing, I think, yeah. which is fair. It's their mountain. Um, they know it. I think we can say it's our mountain. I mean, we've been here long enough. I know you grew up in Mpumalanga, I grew up in Mpopo, but um, we've been in Cape Town 20, no, uh, 10 years now? Uh, going on 11, yeah. Well, oh, going on 11. Yeah. Oh, so I would be 10 because yeah. you guys were here, you before me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 a special place to, to, to live and I think that the majority of locals do their own missions because they know the mountain, they know... I mean, they have a buddy own. somewhere that's done it before mm, kind of thing. Exactly. Not, not to say they don't, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes get into trouble, Yeah. but for the most part, they know what they're doing. Nice. So, so that was the, the, the kind of shift in, in mindset that I, that I had uh, organizing this trip. We sat together and we said... What are we going to do? Let's uh, and and you you actually said I want to run through South Africa. You'd been planning it for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a planner and not so much a doer. I think. Um, so I've got like, I, know, I can write the book of all the plans I've all the I've missions made. that you want yeah. to do. Mm. Um, but like I've done a handful. So yeah, I just started planning this whole route. You know, like everything from starting to look at accommodation to. Um, the routes that I'm going to be running, tracking it on Google Maps, and then, yeah, so it's there. So I put it aside. I normally mm-hmm. plan something and then forget about it. Right. Like I do everything and then <laughs> just forget about it. And, um, yeah, and then you mentioned, well, it will be quicker to cycle and why yeah, not and, cycle? And I'm nowhere fit enough to actually run the route. Uh, yeah. I mean... It, we decided, okay, cool, well, cycling sounds good, but you didn't commit that night no I didn't no. <laughs> well I'm not a cyclist um, and also just the fact that you know our wives would be the ones earning the money yeah. and we just go having fun but there was no work mm. um, and I and we both tried I suppose yeah I mean we I, I'd spent the better part of you know the the, the, the travel company that, that, that we own Mapped Africa is, is uh, it's really starting to, to sort of come together nicely and uh, we've got some amazing packages uh, together but still uh, international tourists haven't returned and and that's our biggest market correct so we had the time available and and we actually i wanted to do it for a, a, a charity that we're involved with um, yes. the the musenberg surf academy i think once you brought that on board it sort of lured me a little bit further mm. but i still didn't have a bike yes um I didn't have any money to buy or stay in your accommodation, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the next day I kind of jumped on my phone and I apologize for anyone who's listening who got one of those messages, but I pretty much sent about 150 voice notes on WhatsApp and then I got two or three responses and then I tried videos <laughs> to all my sort of friends that I thought might have bikes. And I just sort of asked, listen, does anyone have a bicycle for us? Uh, Johan and I want to cycle through South Africa and raise money for a charity. And uh, the next day, Willem uh, Mielman, he contacted me and said, my wife's got a bike. Um, do you, are you keen to use it? So, so we kind of 
yeah. agreed and, and I went to go and pick it up. Eventually, yeah. I mean, I grew quite fond of the biker. <laughs> you named it? Sixpence. Sixpence. Yeah. <laughs> it's a brilliant uh, biker. Yeah. I mean, it cost about sixpence to, <laughs> to put everything on the bike. Yes. So, I, I, so, so we got the bikes back to, to my place and we started uh, we another friend of of ours uh from shout out to Upton Wine uh, estate they Edmund he welded a, a rack in 1986 or two racks in 1986 out of aluminium so it's 34 years old and uh they kind of makeshift racks that just go onto a, a road bike and they used that for touring and they went through San Francisco and they toured with uh, those bikes and quite flimsy I would say pretty flimsy. I mean, your bike, I still don't know how you actually did it because I'd cycle behind you sometimes and I'd, I'd see your, your bag. Every time you stepped on either side, your bag would fly to the left and to the right. So I think you, it was good core training. That's what I was going to say. Your core no. must be super strong now. But, um, yeah, man, when I saw those things the first time I came into your house, yeah, you um, thought they were coffee tables. I thought, how retro are you, man? Like, what are these things with feathers standing over here? Yeah, because like, the, the, I found the racks in the top of their uh, attic uh, next to a chicken cage. So, the, the, you know, the feathers and, and whatnot from, from the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> they were standing right here. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think that was the racks, by the way. So, like, we were busy planning the bike and whatever. And then you came in and collected these things. And I'm like, oh, shit. Is that the stuff recycling? And I was yeah. Like, Just a, a flimsy handmade yeah. aluminum rack. Yeah. But, it, I mean, they were cool, man. Yeah, they were. It, it did the job. And then we, we went to go and buy some makeshift panniers, yes. uh, the bags. I got a couple of uh, just waterproof, uh, semi-waterproof Campmaster dry bags. Yeah which lasted about three days on the route, mm. uh, but I had duct tape with me, so I just duct taped them we every day. A lot of duct tape. A lot of duct tape. <laughs> duct tape and, uh, what do you call it? Um, cable ties. Cable ties, yeah. Yeah, we use duct tape on everything, including your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was yeah, we'll not get, advised, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll into get into that, that as well. Yeah. All right, so, so we got the bikes ready. Uh, we went on a test ride just around the block. Mm, now, from the time that we'd thought, okay, let's do this, to the time we left was 10 days. Yeah. And and from the time that you actually agreed to do it was about three days. Correct. Yeah, because um, we still didn't have a lot of money to do this trip. So uh, Mariki, uh, my colleague, started phoning guest houses, telling them the, the sort of cause that we wanted to do this trip for and whether or not they'd be willing to sponsor a night's accommodation. And we got, I think, 12 guest houses uh, on board. Yeah. And... Yeah, the next morning we we got together at the waterfront. I mean, yeah, just thanks to Marike again. I mean, yeah, she, what a machine. machine. I haven't actually met her yet, but I'd love to meet her. Yes. Jeez. Yeah, she's, she just works tirelessly to, to kind of keep the... Everything just runs smoothly with Mariki and her planning. Her planning is incredible. And, and she never got angry with us. No. We would... We would phone and, and say, okay, I know you've got accommodation booked for the next five days, but please change that because we've we've opted not to do this route. We're going to go on another route just because exactly. bad road conditions. And she'd be like, okay, cool. And then an hour later, we'd still be sitting preparing and she'd be like, okay, I've got five, five guest houses on board. So just, I mean, incredible. But she spent years and years and years in the industry, just planning these kinds of things. And, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit afterwards, but we've, we've got some, uh, we've got four or five cycle packages in the Western Cape. 
cool. put together now, uh, between five and seven days that we're going to start wrecking in Feb. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if, you, if your butt's healed. It's healed, yeah, cool. so I can do it. But, um, yeah, I think, what's it, 45 days, you said? Mm, mm, yeah, mm. so that's good enough. Yeah, yeah no, no long kind of 25-day trips <laughs> again for a while. This was, this was a tricky one. So we got to the waterfront. Um Kelly, who we met uh, climbing on, um, yeah. what route did we do with her? Do you we remember? did um, Barrier Frontal. Never again. It's it's a great route. It's brilliant, but we had like the most issues I've ever had climbing yeah, with you. We had that weird day. day. Like, I mean, the rope got stuck Multiple in a times. weird place where I actually had to like put up anchor. And with the rope I had left, abseil down yeah. to untie the rope and then sort of climb back unbelayed. Yes. To back to the anchors, it was very weird. Which is fine for you, because you don't, you're not terrified every five seconds on a rock. Yeah. But then you shout down to me, um, Peter. I think uh, now Kelly's next to me. She's never climbed before. I, I thought she was gonna freak out and just jump off the mountain. Never climbed before. Stayed calm. Shouted down. You might have to free climb across the ledge, <laughs> unhook the rope. Let me pull it up and then climb back once the rope's down. That's what you wanted me to do. <laughs> I just kept quiet. I didn't respond to you. <laughs> and then about five minutes later, I just sort of shouted up, mm, probably not, Johan. And then but what I noticed, she actually did something wrong. I can't remember exactly what she did, but she climbed second, obviously, and yes. then you climbed last. You mm. to take out the gear, and she would somehow get herself under the rope. Yes. And that's the confusion the whole time. Yeah. Um, so she'd had to like get to a point and then you have to climb up and tie her, untie her, not untie her, not but, untie her, but untie her lower piece Yes. so she can actually get free and climb. Correct. So she climbed past her pieces without clipping, yeah. unclipping and then sort of climb underneath them yeah. and the rope would twist and then you'd unclip but the rope would already be twisted. But I mean it was her first time climbing yeah. so. And, and machined we it. We should have briefed it on mm. that, yeah. But uh, yeah, she, she uh, rode with us from the waterfront. Yes. And on our first day to, well, we stopped in Durbanville and that's, uh, she had a job interview at. Yeah, we met up with her friends. Yes. Had a nice little coffee. Coffee and lunch. By that point, the weather wasn't as bad as we expected it to be. No, it was actually fairly pleasant. So it was a bit drizzly and whatnot. I have um, to be honest, the moment we pedaled out of waterfront though. Yeah. Like, literally out of the terminal, I injured my, my left knee. Is that's, that where you injured it? That's why I injured my, my, my left knee. And then that whole day with that strong northwest, I was battling on my right leg. I see. And that's why I damaged my, my right leg. What happened? Was it... I don't know. I just wasn't ready for the weight, I suppose. Yeah. It was Because it was quite, you know, like crossing roads and things mm. like that. And I think I put weight on it and hurt it. But yeah, anyway. So, so injury on the first day? On the first, like, five minutes, yeah. Nice. And then we, we actually rode pretty quickly. I mean, we probably averaged about 24, 25 k's an hour uh, to get to Durbanville, but it was a fairly easy route. Uh, we went through Pinelands, uh, over the tra trailway or railway station. Um, and then we got to Durbanville, had some coffee, and then we missioned out to yeah. Wellington. Then we had our first wrong turn. Yes, yeah. We actually went to Fasanta Kale. Um, sure. And we, do you remember that headwind we hit? Yes. I thought that was going to be the end of us. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, 
I I realized we'd taken the wrong turn, so we turned around and we... But it did get worse. It did get worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started bucketing down with rain and... The temperature. Obviously, the bags were heavy and I haven't cycled in forever. So I was clinging on for dear life. Ten years you hadn't cycled. Pretty much, yeah. Since since varsity when we did kind of mountain biking, perhaps. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's probably the last time I cycled. (laughs) And yes, we we eventually stopped into this... um, Bistro, little restaurant, restaurant, yeah. very thing. cool people. I yeah, mean. amazing. We actually stopped there, and the guy I think felt sorry for us and bought us some coffees, and uh, that was the start of kind of valuing stopping and and just taking a bit of a break yeah. because um, my expectations of how it was going to be versus how it was were, were very very different. I thought we were just going to cruise. And then you know, get to the end of the day with with a lot of time to spare, taking the sights. But that wasn't the case. See, I had nothing to to expect, you know. Mm. So for me, everything that happened up to day five, I thought, oh, this is this, this is cycling. You know? yeah. But clearly, it wasn't. No. So we got to uh, Jacaranda Guesthouse and Wine Farm at about six o'clock that evening after torrential downpour, sopping wet, uh, frozen to the bone. My right knee was aching at that point in time. You were in quite a bit of pain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was quite worried that first day, uh, but I didn't. I, th- I thought you were when you, when you said my knee sore. I, I just you took notes every day, right? So I what did, were yeah. your notes at the end of the day? No, one? I was just like thinking uh, we did eighty seven k's that first day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which was not a bad day. I mean, distance wise, I thought we would be able to average hundred kilometers a day, and um, but we planned to sleep at at Jacaranda Wine Farm, um, but then the conditions changed quite substantially for us over the, the, the following five days. But first of all, how great were those people? Like, Amazing. Yeah, yeah we're, super nice people. I think we, we, we said it at the actual uh, accommodation, but probably the nicest sort of night we had on the trip. By far. I mean, wine, there was brandy at one stage and like a proper brandy. Yeah, yeah. So. From Upland Organic Wine Estate, Beautiful wines. They make their own wines there that are spectacular. But they have cycled before, those yes. people. So they knew. And when I told them about my knee injuries, they gave me like Voltaren and yes, yeah. painkillers and all sorts of stuff, mm. which, which helped a lot. Which we didn't take with. But you had a couple of painkillers. Yeah, I, I had to take it. I actually oh, did used, you? Okay. I used my last one this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. From the trip. From, from the trip, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of ruined the next, the, the rest of the trip for us because that's what we were expecting from <laughs> which was... It wasn't the same after that. No, no, no. But absolutely incredible. Yeah. If anyone has the time, check out Jacaranda Wine, um, uh, Jacaranda mm-hmm. Guest Farm and Wine Estate Very in cool Wellington. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing spot. And then we left the next morning. Our goal was to get to Jergensfontein. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Sorry. Um, to No, we just wanted to cross Bainscliff. Bainscliff. Into, yes. into Wust... Winterberg uh, Vin- Inn. Winterberg Inn, that's it. Winterberg Inn. Close to series, yeah. Mm. That day we only did 47 kilometers. Yes. But it was a killer for me. Yeah, you knew, you struggled quite a bit on the climb. Yeah, I actually stopped to buy some tape. Yes. Um, which didn't stick at all, obviously. Mm. Um, and then we had a very... Worthy uh, lunch just after Bainscliff, but how cool was Bainscliff down? Even Beautiful. with my knee, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Sort of made it down, nice lunch, um, and then 
Yeah, I'm pretty short day, but it was good. Mm. I needed it because I was pretty broken after that. Yeah, we had lunch in the in the actual riverbed. Mm. Yeah, I thought nice. the climb up Bainscliff was going to be tougher. Like we walked a lot, but the only reason why we walked is because my knee was in agony. Yes. Did we walk? Yeah. Well, I walked. Well, we stopped. Yes, we stopped. Oh, we didn't walk. You cycled the whole route. Yeah. Um, I tried to push you, and then we nearly fell off the side. <laughs> Our handlebars got caught together, and, and we hadn't quite worked out the worked out, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that's also the day I realised I was packing my bags, and because I had these ropes, I didn't take strap with. Mm. And you know, you make a trucker's hitch, and you want to pull it tight. And I'm like pulling with my left hand and holding with my right hand, but the rope just keeps slipping through, and I like can't figure out what the hell is going on. I remember that. And that's the first time, like, all the feeling in my left hand was like gone. Has it come back now? It's about 95% there. Really? Yeah. So I still can't do it like when I'm climbing, like proper pinches. Yeah. Grab it and it just slips off. Really? But I can at least open bottle caps and things. <laughs> Bizarre. Because I had to cut your meat for you. Yes. I, I had was, to take the bottle stage, caps. I was holding it like this, like <laughs> carving meat. <laughs> and uh, brushing yeah. teeth was weird. Washing my face. Eventually my right hand also, like, you wash your face and you can't control my index finger. So like poking myself <laughs> in the eye while I'm washing. It was so weird. Aye. But anyway, yeah, so it was basically from the second day, it was just like survival mode. Yeah, like, you, pretty much you were in pain and, and I didn't know what kind of pain until the next day. <laughs> Bizarre. But you were feeling fine. You yeah, were and I was cruising. fresh. Yeah. Um, then we got to Winterberg Inn. Mm -hmm. um, Had a couple of beers. Yeah, very, very nice stuff actually. Then we decided to have a very chilled next day and do some shopping, get some food. Mm. Well, chilled in a way. I mean, we did 47 that day and then the next day we would do, what's it, yeah, 60 kilometers. Yeah. And, and we knew that we were going into the Forgotten Highway area. Yeah. Beautiful. And when we, so, so we, we essentially got down into series from Winterberg in, had uh, dinner. Uh, sorry, you had breakfast. Breakfast. And then I you went, went to go and see the physio for your knee. Yeah, very, very nice massage. Brilliant. Sure. She sorted it out completely. And it was good sort of mentally as well because I wasn't sure if it was my knee. I, I thought it was my ITB. Okay. But I wasn't 100% sure. And she confirmed that it was my ITB. So it's not actually like serious knee injury. Yes. I just need to manage the pain. Yeah. Pretty much. Because you weren't going to... Injure yourself Correct. doing more cycling because that's what we were worried about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then we, we we had breakfast, massage, then we stocked up with food mm. and then we left for Jürgensfontein. Yeah, quite late actually. Yeah, Jeez. I think we only got out there to hop us one or hop Correct. us 12 or yeah. something like that. Then it was a pretty brutal climb. Eh? Yes, yeah. Um, the climb out of series, there, there's... There's about four or five climbs, and normally after a climb, you you climb and then you get rewarded with a bit of a down, and then climb a bit and then rewarded with a bit of. But this was just climb, plateau, climb, plateau, climb. And then we get to a signboard with a height, and you think, yeah, that's it. Summed. I've reached the top of this oh. mountain, and then it goes up mm. because it's like a plateau. You don't notice it, and then yeah. it goes up again. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I mean. Probably one of the best downhills we've had as well after that. Is that working? Yeah. Okay. Because we flew down there. Yes. That was great. That was amazing. I mean, it was probably about an hour downhill. Sure. 
was good. Do you remember that? We, I mean, I got into the tri bars and just cruised, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. And then we hit dirt. And it was a nice experience hitting dirt. Like, yeah. I felt good. It was pretty good dirt road mm. as well. Yeah, we were very excited because the dirt road wasn't too corrugated. Uh, nice sunset. That's very professional. Sorry. It's a great ringtone, man. Yeah, then, I mean, we got to... What is the farm's name? Richtersfontein. Jurgensfontein. Sorry, Jurgensfontein. Yeah. And then it was like 5Ks into this horrible dirt road. Yes, and my knee started paining. That's, is that when your knee started yeah, paining? Yeah. I thought the next day. No, it was that afternoon still. My knee, for some reason, it just gave up with... On, but it was the climbing. I, I, I felt it on the climbs, but I, I really just thought it was, I, I just needed to, but it was both knees as well. It was bizarre. Never experienced that pain before. It's probably the weight that you had to carry, eh? Yeah, and I, I spoke to a friend um, who's a physio, and she said that it's essentially the, the muscles in your, in, your, in your leg are strong, but the tendons going into your knee aren't as strong. Okay. So now you're putting too much power through those tendons that can't actually handle it and it's just excruciating pain so you're basically saying your legs are too strong yes okay <laughs> Jeez, but yeah i mean i pretty much had the same issue because we both had itbs yes you yeah, didn't know then it was your itb no 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 but you held it quite long eh? four days mm-hmm. and then we, we in southern no no it's three days because in sutherland i got that the 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 what, best miracle what's pipe. What's oh, Forgot, Tabu or, <laughs> or something. But geez, man, um, just reading here, like how ignorant I was in terms of cycling. My knees still hurt, but are better. My left hand is still numb, but my bum is the new thing. Saddle sores, apparently. I don't know what saddle sores was. I have to work out something to relieve the chafing. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And what was that something? Um, so I basically take, took gauze, um, took like rash cream, and duct taped the <laughs> shit out of my bum. So just to um, help with, with the chafing at that point. But you didn't tell me that until like three days later. Because I would have told you what a bad idea it is to duct tape. I was just like um, hiking, hiking, hiking. Like when I get a, a, a chafe around my waist, you or something, just cover it with some. Cover it with something, and then it's fine. Yeah, but it didn't quite work the same way. <laughs> no. And also taking it off ended up because it it sort of gets slippery because of sweat, so it works its way to a point where it shouldn't. Beautiful. <laughs> and then when you take it off, it's it's yeah, it's quite painful. Yeah, those were the worst things. We'd get to guest houses or we'd camp. But then you would need alone time for far too long <laughs> to just remove your duct tape. Yeah, jeez. I mean, that next day when it rained. That um, was torture. In that riverbed when we camped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that day was Karoo, but mm-hmm. rain and slush. Yes. Like, so I, I'm, I'm actually going to put um, the video in that I took of the roads and... I, I did a couple of videos about my how I was feeling because 
you couldn't ride. No. You'd, you'd ride five meters, get off the bike. And, and we covered 60 kilometers on those. 54. F- 54 yeah. kilometers on those roads. And it was just, it was torture. So, so we, we, we started off that morning a little bit later because we wanted the roads to potentially dry, but we were very naive. And, uh, and that's on the Forgotten Highway, right? Yeah. And we rode and we had lunch and morale was low. We, we had peanut butter and, and, and syrup sandwiches and I wasn't feeling it. And I just went and sat down. We, we cycled up to some sort of uh, big sign and we just sat against the sign. Yeah, I remember that. And didn't say we had much. Signal we had signal yeah. for the first time yeah, in, and then in two days. We learned that our wives and family weren't too happy. That we hadn't communicated yeah. with them, yeah. But... Uh, that was that was that was probably the hardest day for me. I, I don't know if that, that was the Sutherland day, right? No, the next day was Sutherland. Oh, it was the next day Sutherland. Yeah, so this day we we slept in like a riverbed. Remember? Oh, um, it was that evening we slept in the riverbed? Yes. And that old dude came past and he looked at us like we were absolutely insane. Insane, yeah. But it was such a safe camp. Yeah, um, it was beautiful. It was, and we didn't even think twice to like let people know or anything like that. And mm-hmm. people were quite panicked. Yes. Because we're sleeping next to a road in South Africa. Yeah, but it was actually super chilled. Mm. Yeah, um, it was it was lovely. I mean, apart from it being wet and thorns everywhere and no grass, eating weird, eating bully beef and curried beans. And yes, you love your curry. Eh? I love curry. It, it just <laughs> it masks the taste of anything yeah, terrible. Sometimes you actually want to taste like bully beef. No, <laughs> you don't want to taste any of that stuff. But uh, yeah, that was the start of of kind of the the pain. Yeah. I mean, then it was just, like I said, um, I forgot the word already, but you just go. Yes. And uh, so so we we slept in the riverbed and then the next morning we woke up, we wanted the roads to dry a bit and then we powered into the Sutherland day. That that was probably the, yeah, the most brutal day Mm. for sure. For both of us, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We did 92 kilometers. So that's on the Forgotten Highway to Sutherland. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wrote here, we did 20 kilometers. Wait, no, sorry. We did. Yeah, it took us four hours to do 20 kilometers. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's half the day. Yeah. And so we, we woke up, had lunch, and we'd only done 20 kilometers. Yeah, and then we met up with those people who gave us a Coke. Yeah, the motorbikers. So, so we, we carried on uh, after lunch and, and we saw two or three buckies coming past us. Uh, they stopped and said, yeah, we haven't, we, we actually on a motorbiking weekend, but we've left the bikes at home because the roads are too bad to drive on. And we were on our bicycles, just to give you an idea of what the roads actually looked like. And, and it, it was, was shocking. Hilly. I mean, at one stage I was cycling and I didn't go anywhere. I'm like, what is going on? So I had to like physically stop and with this stick... Remove all the mud. Remove all the mud. Yeah. Because, yeah, the chain didn't Your gears go. clogged up with mud. Yeah. It was just, it was a nightmare. But uh, we, we sort of endured, and, and at around 3 o'clock, I think we reached the tar road. Yes. Yeah, after we met those guys, we climbed up pretty easily, actually. Yeah, the roads got a bit better. A nice downhill, and then we started cruising. Yes. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, 3 o'clock, we hit the tar road. Mm. Um, and at that point, we still had... Uh, about 40, 40 odd kilometers to go. I suppose so. I mean, I didn't write too much about that climb. I should have, but I was clearly tired because the handwriting is also shocking. Yeah. 
Um, Verlaten Kloof Pass. Yeah. So coming yes. out of the Forgotten Highway, turning left onto the road into Sutherland and just climbing into Sutherland Pass. Luckily, it was the only day that we kind of had support. Yeah, we didn't um, help. Hanley and... We needed it. Yeah, we needed it. Hanley and her dad uh, actually met us on the road and we had about three lunches <laughs> just with the energy that we were... We had like a whole plate of chips that we just savaged. Yes. Um, then we stopped at that little place. I mean, if it wasn't for them, we would have probably slept there. I yeah, think, yeah. Because yeah. we would have been broken. We were finished. We couldn't climb up anymore that was around just before they closed so it must have yeah. been around five o'clock they were so already closed something. but we asked the lady to open so i could That's go to right. the toilet yes and that poor lady <laughs> <laughs> but i mean there's a tiny little store her her office is right next to the toilet or her kiosk <laughs> and you just went in and destroyed the toilet well yeah um, and which was uh, i thought you just wanted to go to the bathroom quickly yeah i ended up waiting about half an hour for you yeah it was proper and uh, i had a nice coke and then we we started climbing and it just carried on didn't like, stop we we climbed bad, eh? from five o'clock and we arrived and finally finished in, in the dark our lights weren't charged I, I did charge them but they just died didn't work out once said you were with my cell phone, phone. yes i used my cell phone then that died mm-hmm. and then i used your phone and i would just shine the light cycle with one yeah. hand and you'd ride with a flashing red light yeah so i would just literally follow your wheel be our back brakes, and hope yeah. you don't go to hit bottle. anything yeah. Or, yeah so and that was our we arrived at staderland yes the campsite nine the PM. campsite at 9 p.m honey had gone home already um but cheap, they put up our tents but yeah. they put up our tent they went to lanesburg for for the evening uh, to visit friends and we arrived we had dinner um in the bathroom because it was the only place we could find electricity <laughs> the ladies bathroom the ladies bathroom because they had a little <laughs> area off to the side that you could cook in and um cold that night eh? freezing well, yeah, sutherland was, yeah. you know um but that was that was probably the hardest day for me it was definitely like our longest day for sure yeah, well not the longest but the most intense day. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that climb was just brutal. I mean, at night when you... I wouldn't suggest cycling it at night for a couple of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is when a car comes past you, obviously you don't want to be hit. Now, that's reason number one. But more so is just the the the, the sheer kind of pain that you feel when that car comes past you. You can see its taillight just climbing and climbing. Especially in the dark. And climbing in the dark. And you can actually see that's where I have to go. I still want to go there in the day so I can see that last climb. Because that looked... Massive. Like, I looked at it like this. Yes, that's exactly it. The lights, you'd look up. You'd tilt your head and sort of look up to the sky. But it was so dark, I couldn't quite see. So I wasn't mm. sure if I was seeing the right thing. So I'd like to go back there in, in the daytime, actually. Yeah. It was brutal. And, and, and that was... It was a good test for us because... We'd been cycling for 12, 13 hours, and I knew that we could actually endure that kind of thing. Yeah. And you normally you 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 play games in your head with yourself, and you kind of lie to yourself, and you say that's only ten k's to go. You know, there's ninety k's, but you're just saying there's ten k's, ten k's, ten k's. Especially on the big days where we were doing 180 kilometers on in headwinds and dirt road because that was the only option because we had accommodation booked and we had to get there and we were also running out of time um but at the end of that day i knew kind of we could endure and we'd we'd get through the trip and then 
I think we don't have to go in and break each individual day, yeah. but your your highlights of from from Sutherland onwards. What would you, if you could, sort of take me through? Well, I mean, yeah. So Sutherland was kind of nice because we we woke up quite late. Um, we got to the observatory, which we took a nice picture. So it was kind of like getting into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, not so push, 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 mm. push. And then Fraserburg was a massive highlight just yes. after that. We actually slept at one of your friend's farmhouses. Yeah, which was beautiful. mansion. In the Ten middle sleeper of nowhere. farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. We yeah. were alone. We just slept on the kitchen because it was too big. Yeah, we didn't want to also kind of... We didn't know which bed to sleep in because there were about 20. Yeah. So we just we just made uh, put up our mattresses in the actual lounge. Yeah, it's a nice garden. I did some pull-ups. Mm. I still had energy then. So I was like trying to do climbing I couldn't exercise. understand what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew kind of we've we've still got 20 days to go conserve your energy and eat as much as you can yeah. that was my goal <laughs> and then we get there and you disappeared so i walked through the house and looking for you and it took me like an hour to look for you in the house couldn't find you so i went out to the back to the front and you were bloody doing push-ups and pull-ups yeah i had to i mean because i like climbing but yeah that was cool then we got to fraserburg where we did that tour yes yeah we did a Fossil tour and a town tour. Very cool. Very guy. nice. Um, actually, no recent like cultural training stuff. I mm-hmm. actually used some of those videos. Oh, did you? Yeah. Very cool. Because you know it was like an experience where you get to a town and you think this is uh, what what are we going to do here? This is a weird town. Yes. And you end up meeting a guy that's really good and passionate at his job. Yeah. And you end up remembering that town more than any of the other towns. You know. Yeah, just because of the experience that we had. Um, it, it also highlighted uh, a, a couple of things, but the, the, the town's economy, I don't think, has grown much since like 56 or something. It stayed fairly s- similar. Exactly. And uh, Interesting in a way, like I wouldn't like agree with all the t- Yeah, a couple of weird dynamics. We had to go to a certain side of the bottle To be served yeah. bizarre. Not something I would kind of, of be yeah. comfortable condoning, but you know. Yeah, uh, but it's their town, I suppose. Yeah, so that was that was interesting, and then we we other highlights: Fraserburg, Loxton was well. Then it was the hundred k day, so that okay. was like my first hundred k on the bicycle and ever, ever, and it's like it worked. I mean, we got a puncher, you got a puncher. Yes, yeah. My my bike. That's the first time my back wheel started giving me problems, and it didn't stop until yeah. literally the last day in Limpopo, where it shattered. It and, was just like <laughs> yeah. I still got the back wheel. Um, no, I, I need to get. I need to throw it away because it's just destroyed. But that was great. Um, we got to Loxton. And reading the name on the map, I didn't know anything about Loxton. Mm. Loxton, what is this place? Another awesome town. Yes, yeah, beautiful, clean. Fantastic little town. Mm. Just cycling through it was amazing. You um, drive in with a beautiful church in the front, the big roundabout. And then we stayed down a, a dirt road somewhere. Yeah, well, most of the streets are dirt roads. Yes, so. yeah. And by that point, I was super optimistic. We, I still had a phone call from my from my mom and dad, and like, yeah, like this is happening. We, yes. We're finishing this kind of thing, yeah. but it's still early days. Mm. But then the next day, which was what to Carnarvon? What is going on? Sorry. No, that's fine. <clears throat> supposed to wake up. The next day to Carnarvon, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Carnarvon. Carnarvon, only sixty five k's. 
Yeah, but we it, thought, ah, you know, road, it's not be dirt anymore. Yeah. It ended up being brutal. Yeah. It was a tough day for me because we were cycling straight into the wind. Mm -hmm. You had a puncture. Yes. We ran out of water, ran out of snacks. Oh, was that the day we ran out of everything? Yeah, we, we ran out of a lot of things that day. Oof, I remember um, that now. Didn't the lady still drive past us? Yes, the, the cycling the lady. The cycling lady, yeah. Ingrid or something like Ingrid, that. Ingrid, Skuman yeah. or something. Um, and she's like, headwind, and carried on. <laughs> <laughs> that was our first experience with a proper, proper headwind. Yeah, and we had our first tiny little clash that day. Not, not a massive clash. I said, let's get to the top of the hill, and you're like, no, it's rest time. And then we had to rest. Yes, I was very adamant with my rest days. Yeah. I apologize. No, no, that's cool. Um, I, I, yeah, I kind of, I, I planned and prepared and and dictated where we'd stop, mm -hmm. and and I felt really bad about that after the trip. Uh, you know, I, I am difficult sometimes, and and I did apologize, and I think we well, we both kind of said some things, mm -hmm. but. You know, at the end of the day, we, we remain friends and, and, and I think we, we better understand each other's positions in the friendship, like in, in terms of respect, yeah. like of, of what, what as individuals, what we need. Because for a long time, you know, we, we were closer than, than most in, in, in terms of the dynamics we share. I mean, you guys, when we were at Varsity together, your wife, <laughs> me and you slept in one bed. <laughs> Not because we... It doesn't sound yeah, right. It sounds but horrible, but just... Yeah. You guys didn't have a bed yet. I didn't have a bed. I had a bed, but there was a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And Steph, I slept on it one night and it broke. Yeah. Like, you your know. bed broke and then Steph ordered a bed, but it, it didn't... It wasn't there. For some yeah. reason, it took like a month to arrive. <laughs> but yeah, um, we, we shared some intense stuff. I mean, we stayed together. You my prim. Yes, um, at Varsity. We stayed together there. Stay we stayed together, together in Pretoria. At, at sometimes where you worked at the Grutvlei. Grutvlei, yes, we stayed together. And then down in Cape, we looked after each other. Yeah, so we we did some things together, you know, so... And, and th this was the first real trip that we did together where both of us had an idea of what we wanted to achieve and we, we needed to kind of match those. We didn't have a long time to discuss our goals for the trip and... Other than finishing, yeah. uh, but it was a, a I, I, I often sort of think to myself for any marriage or friendship that of importance, if you want to see if it really will stand the test of time, go and do like a bikepacking trip or a kayaking trip on a, on a tandem kayak or bicycle, go and do something that puts you in the worst of yeah. like physical, mental, um, nutritional, everything just kind of collapses exactly. at the end of 16 hours on some days on the bike. And then you really kind of figure out whether or not you actually want to be friends with this person or, or want to be married to them or want to be in a partnership or whatever with yeah. that person. But uh, it definitely tested tested my relationship with you. And, and, and vice versa, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, we had completely different um, exercise methods, I suppose. Yes. So I would... Where I prefer carrying Long, on. Yes. Sir. You prefer short, sharp stints. Yes. So it's like the opposite, really. Mm. So we had to meet somewhere in between, which sometimes yeah. didn't always work. Work. Obviously. And and they would have worked had had you not been 
when I say you, I mean me and you, had we not been in that space of mind sometimes at the end of the day where where you just you just want to finish. You don't yeah. want to worry about kind of... Yeah, you're tired, so you don't really notice what you're saying. Yes. It doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think that's... It took us a while to get over that. But well, exactly. I think once we understood that, that were, but that was only the, the beginning. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, we barely had an argument. Then. Yeah. But then, yeah, Hopetown... Sorry, Forsberg, Conovan to Forsberg, 85 case. Mm-hmm. And this is where the case started picking up. Yes, yeah. Um, we, this we is where we started, started doing proper doing 100, 120, 130. Because we had tar road, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then we hit the N12 at this putt stall. What's it again? The Cambro putt stall. Cambro. And that day we did 113 kilometers. And we could have done more. Sorry, we did 87 kilometers. Yeah, we could have done more. Yeah, we actually planned to to sleep in what's the ne- the town just after that? I think Stradenburg or something. Stradenburg. Yeah. We wanted to stay in Stradenburg, but the wind was just too bad. I think the the we looked at at YR and it said fresh. Fresh, yeah. And when it says fresh, it's it's eight meters, ten meters per second, which is around a twenty twenty five kilometer. Uh, an hour headwind. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but we sat down at a, a road. So that was the next day, actually. But yes, but, but it was that, that, kind of that wind. on that stretch yeah. because it was the N12 Eight going yeah. into Stradenburg, right? And it was a narrow shoulder. Yes, yes tiny, the trucks. The trucks oh got really bad. That's the, that day. The, the a Bucky was driving past us with an entire. Not quite. Not quite oh, wasn't that, it then? No. Oh, I, I don't know why I made that connection. But yeah, was tiny it's shoulder. And and the, the, the wind was just brutal. It was straight on in your face. I spoke to a, a, a guy before we did this trip from Powerbar, Trevor from Powerbar, who sponsored all our nutrition for the, well, three quarters of our nutrition, what we, we could carry, we literally took with because in terms of energy. Because you just ate too much. Energy. Well, I didn't eat too much. I ate the right amount, right? Yeah, at the end of the trip, it. I didn't lose a single kilogram. I weighed <laughs> 80 kilograms at the end of the trip. How many kilograms did you lose? I think... Five? Six. Well, it was, okay, five kilograms. It would have been worse. It would have been much worse if we didn't start doing something about it. Yeah. Because in in, in, in Hard to Be As Put Dam, your spine was sticking out of your black. I mean, you could see your, your back muscles and then your spine was like two centimeters protruded. It was bad. You looked like a Hoshioko baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Oh. So... But yeah, I, I spoke to, to Trevor from Powerbar and he said, why are you guys doing it from Cape Town to Limpopo? It's definitely the wrong way down. And I think that's what I, I sort of... stuck. Eh? It, that stuck, the wrong way down. Because if you're planning on doing a trip like this, it's definitely in terms of wind and altitude uh, or elevation, sorry, not altitude, but do it from Limpopo to, to Cape Town. Yeah, way, way. It, way easier I it's just I mean even well, in the now but I think it should be easier if you, yeah. have, if you have wind behind you it should be easier the wind blows against you if you cycle from Cape Town to Limpopo it's just a fact and I, I, I thought yeah it depends on what the winds are doing for that day but it's not because we didn't have tailwinds we or had, very rarely we had two or three we had two or three and then Two or three wind still days. The rest were all yes. northwesterly. Yeah. And we were traveling north. north. And north. it was brutal. Uh, th- that was the hardest part of the whole trip was just... Because, you, you know, you, you I, I had a, 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 a Garmin on and you could see the power output and your heart rate 
would be sitting at my heart rate would be sitting at 167 i'd be putting like 110 120 watts but going 15 kilometers an hour and then on the next day when there's no wind you're doing the same output but you're doing 30 35 kilometers an hour it's just brutal um and and we experienced that for the majority of the ride exactly Mm. sure i don't know if if it sounds like we didn't enjoy this trip it was an incredible trip no i mean that's the point of like we 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 uh haven't had one rest day now yes so i mean it was brutal but that is part of it i think and that's what what i kind of enjoy Mm. I, i don't confuse pain and discomfort with not enjoying myself sure i think that is two things that you need to put aside mm. differentiate um yeah because you can still have fun but still have pain at yes, the same time absolutely you know no I, mean? I agree with you completely and and it's it's why i i mean i don't climb often but it's why i never stop climbing because i think it as humans we need that adventure aside you need that feeling of complete, like, if something happens now, because when we climb, we're safe, right? Mm. But in my mind, I'm picturing myself dying every 10 minutes. I really am. When I when there's exposure, it's just I, my, yeah. my, my, my brain is not conditioned yeah. to heights. But it's a typical sort of clip in, 100% safe. Safe. One step up, death. Death. <laughs> no, it's, it's the way so, it works. And, and, and I think you need that. The pain, the, the, the suffering, and... Look, there are people that have done these trips that that are are far better athletes and more adventurous than we are, and that was the biggest highlight for me is that anyone can 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 get on their bikes or put on their running shoes or hiking shoes and just get out and you feel better. I mean, every day our job. I kind of started looking at it as I'm going to wake up. Uh, we wake we woke up at four thirty every morning, five every morning. Yeah. And our job was to get on the bike and that first pain when you get on the bike, your butt starts hurting immediately and you know for the next hour and a half to two hours, it's going to take a while yeah. for your bum to get used to the pain again. And you you just accept it because yeah. you've got 25 days of this. So exactly, I it, mean, that just becomes what you're going to do. It's that from point A to point B, and that is your life. Yes. So there's nothing in between or mm-hmm. anything more. You just need to get to the end point. Yeah. I love that fact about it, you know. Yes, and, and the amount of time that you actually get to think on the bike. Uh, you know, I yeah. I did a lot of thinking, because you're riding 12 hours on average a day, yeah. and we thought before the trip we were going to be riding next to each other. It's going to be long conversations and we had this this we, discussion which we did have we did a couple um we played some games here and there but yes. it didn't last long no because the vast majority of the time when the conditions were bad you just you've got to put your head down and power through it mm. the bad roads the bad wind the 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 knees the technical difficulties but that's all part of the excitement of doing a trip like this mm. I, I want to do the, the, the Dragon Spine, yes. where you actually go through Lesotho. So you start here and then uh, make your way through Lesotho. That's more towards Baitbridge, though. Yes, yeah, yeah that's, that's more Baitbridge. Baitbridge, Baitbridge. Um, but not right now. No. I still want to forget this. Yeah, I still get through it. Mm. I mean, you say you had a lot of time to think. For me, like, also planning prior to it, I thought, like, yeah, I'm going to get up 
all these great ideas and like you know because you're not working now i'll get up like find ideas how to get income and stuff like that i had the complete opposite because normally when i run i get all these great ideas Mm -hmm. when i cycled now i cannot recall a single time that i actually pondered about anything really yeah i was just like almost in a good way i was sort of like washed away from any thought or anything like that. So Interesting. Like, just sort of relax, I suppose, mm. mentally. Like, all, everything sort of fell away. Do you not think that that's um, a, a difference in, in our, our jobs as well? Because I've, I've worked in offices as, you know, I've, I've, I was a sales manager for the, lo- for the last six or seven years, so I've only worked in office environments. Now, I've done the, the odd guiding here and there, but you, you guide full-time, you're in nature full-time. As, as your job, right? Yeah. That, that, that's what you do. So do you not think that that – because I, I associate exercise with switch off to, to think about things. Uh, you know, if I'm frustrated or stressed at work, I'll take my lunch, I'll extend it for an hour, and I'll go and sit on the bike for, for two hours. Or I'll go jump in the pool and I'll swim. Or I'll go for a run in the mountains or something like that. Just to switch off and kind of decompress – but then you start thinking about new ideas and, mm. and, and new... That's always just been my time for thinking. I don't know. I think... Um, I, I can't really answer you why I didn't really think of anything. May, uh, maybe you have to be not in a relaxed state, but in a in-control state to think about things because your mind is not focused on something else. Where yeah. my mind was focused continuously because I'm not a cyclist and yes. I'm cycling for the first time with heavy gear there's always wind yeah. against me my knee is paining my bum is sore my, mm-hmm. I can't pick up anything with my left hand so I'm constantly thinking about my body sure and constantly figuring out things like okay from for 26 days I was just trying to figure <laughs> out things <laughs> so maybe yeah. I didn't have time to do anything like that but in, mm. a, in a good way it's sort of you know, it rested my mind with like thinking, overthinking things. Yeah, it's definitely uh, highlighted this this trip is how I want to travel differently. Uh, I I think that you know traveling is all good and well, and, and we've always kind of been you know drive somewhere and then go and cycle or, or or go drive somewhere and go climb or go to a hiking trip and do like the Whale Trail or Bainscliff or whatever, but. I want to start using cycling. It's such a great way to, to, to connect places. I mean, a weekend away on a bike, it, it becomes a semi-adventure because to get from here, if you want to go to Wellington, it's actually a mission, mm. right? But if you jump in your car to go to Wellington, it's, it's half yeah. an hour, 45 minutes. So, you, you know, and then you don't actually appreciate being in Wellington. Correct. Uh, you know, but you jump on your bike and to get to Amanus, for example, it's, it's actually a day to get maybe – half a day to get to Amanus, you know, exactly. so it's a full mission to get there. I mean, I, not being a cyclist, sorry, when we did our stint now for this cultural guiding course, mm. I was stationed in Clan William and I actually missed having a bike there so I could mm. go explore these areas with a bike. Yes. Um, so I ended up in the end doing fastbacking missions mm-hmm. to get the sort of same experience. Yes. It took a lot longer and it was in a way tougher um, because you're not just cruising down the downhills and Mm. things like that. But just to get that experience again, I mean, 
first of all, I had to stop at two farms and meet people I wouldn't have met yes. driving past that yeah. kind of thing. And really nice people and super inviting, giving me cool drink along the way and things mm. like that. Just that whole experience and then meeting people at Yenonflay Backpackers, um, you know, I wouldn't have done that if I was in a car kind mm. of thing. So, yes, I agree with you. Like, this is the way to, I think, truly experience something. And and you mentioned earlier that our friends and family were quite worried about us in that first night that we actually camped. But legitimately, I did not feel uh, unsafe. There was one stage where I was, like, nervous going into a town. Was it Alexandria or something like that? Um, when we were on our way to Porchestrum. That's when the bucky nearly hit us with a oh with a blade. yes I remember that yeah. yeah yeah so we were cycling on an uphill and I heard you go oh <laughs> and um, and then I looked to the side to see what was wrong and this corrugated piece of iron flew past my face and the guy had been transporting his entire house yeah. on the side of well, on top of his bucky and had this corrugated iron sheet sticking and out. Obviously, cycles cyclists aren't supposed to be on the road. Yes, so yeah, that's a good why one. even worry about it? <laughs> yes. No um, loop around or anything like that. We, yeah, yeah. could have easily. But yeah, I mean, that's the one town I was like sort of nervous cycling into. Mm. Just, you know, it was a little bit more. So we actually went through this dodgy little section where we had to cycle over, over sewage sewage I don't know if you remember yes that. I remember yeah. that yeah yeah um, that's where I felt but nothing happened and the people that we cycled past looked at us once or twice and then just carried on like yeah. we didn't feel threatened once no not at all and and I think that that's the beauty of, of, of South Africa and especially in the Western Cape it's a lot easier as well the accessibility to other areas that are and it's fairly safe to do as long as you kind of wary on the roads and you you keep to the shoulders and you yeah. wear visible clothing you can do these kinds of trips fairly easily yeah. uh, and, and safely. And there's lots of guest houses along the way and there's lots of backpackers along the way or um, coffee shops and places to get food. Exactly. When you start getting into the Karoo, it's a different story though. But I mean, there it's the safest. Safe ones. In but terms of Yes, but, but food and accessibility to water becomes a bit it's sketchy. Bit so you just have to pre-plan a little bit. Pre-plan and but carry a bit more weight. Karoo, Clan Karoo area, I think oh, if, stunning, if, yeah. if anyone is ever planning something like this yeah, we've and got you're got a, a bit nervous of crime or whatever, mm, that's a good place to start. Yes, yeah, we've got a, a, a seven-day Clan Karoo uh, package put together and it's... it's, it, it's uh, it's one I'm I'm really excited about. It's it, it kind of it's the highlights of of the trip that we did, yeah. Uh, and and just connected beautifully. And then one that I want to go and do with you is is Swellendam to um, uh, Swellendam to uh, Elgin. Where's Elgin again? You climb that pass to Barrysdale. <clears throat> no. So you go Swellendam, Witsant, or Malchas, Agalas. Uh, okay. And then when you get to Agalas, you start coming back um, to towards Claymont. I've actually um, done that in Skibi. Oh, have you? Yeah. Nice. Sections of that. It's beautiful. Yeah, Stunning, eh? Yeah? Uh, past the Wurp yes. Nature Reserve and exactly. you know, going back that way. Uh, you have to cross a ferry at one stage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At, at we didn't do the ferry, but you have to. If the you, point. If you, yeah. You know, or Deep Pont or whatever it's called. The Dumb. There's a place called oh, Dumb. the restaurant? No, there's a place called The Dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. But Portberg and mm. all those places, absolutely beautiful that I want to do. We, we drove there a couple of times. We, 
So, so you got a job after the cycle trip in first you were based in Kalidin. Where? Kalidin. Kalidin. Yeah. Kalidon. Kalidin. Oh right. Why does that sound so weird? And then in Clan William after that. Yes. Yeah. So I was stationed there. Nothing happened. Um, and then a week later they said, "Well, we need you in." Clan William, would you rather want to go there? And I said, yes, for sure. Because mm. closer to the mountains and Cedarburg. Closer to the Cedarburg, yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, and then I was stationed in Swellendam, in Swellendam and we lived in Seedbrock. Uh, have you been to Bibi's Joy in Seedbrock? Did you not come with us the once? No. Oh. I've wanted to. But it's beautiful there. But um, just below Barrydale, and we did that pass quite a bit. And... Mm. Um, incredible cycling area and we we stayed for two months and then we did the double century and then we came back home and um yeah incredible area but we went to Vitsan quite a bit okay um, beautiful we took the dogs on the beaches there and um, just before this trip the weekend before we came here we were in Dewerp and the nice. Dewerp nature reserve and it's also stony whales and things like that yes yeah, yeah, yeah. classic whale territory yes, yeah the whale trail kind of goes through that part of Dewerp yes mm. Yeah, absolutely beautiful area. And we we took our first um, proper rest day in Artebeersport Dam. Yeah, Bazuro. It's my friend's place. Yes. I should actually know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Bazuro guest house. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like for something, eh? luxury tented safari camps yeah. and um, beautiful farm. Uh, it's a working cattle farm, I think. Yes, mm. uh, but they've got some wildlife running around. Yes. Uh, the neighbor's farm sort of joint with the um, the wildlife. Um, great cycling as well. Hiking trails. Hiking trail plenty. Mm. Um, they've hosted a couple of cycling events there as well. Oh, have they? Yeah. Yeah, stunning. I mean, the, and the, the paths are really well maintained. Uh, and we were spoiled there when yeah. we arrived. But it was good. We needed that. That was our first proper rest day. Yeah. Well, it was officially a rest day. And we could fix everything. I mm. mean, I could fix my bum a little bit, knees. We could we got eat the bikes. a lot. Yeah, we ate a ton. Um, that's what, yeah, when you said when I noticed I lost so much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you started getting Insure, which is yeah. essentially for cancer patients. It's a nutritional drink for cancer patients. Oh, yes. Or mal- malnourished people. And I actually used it for like two months after. Oh, did you? Just to sort of... Did you gain that weight back? Get a tolerance. I weigh more, now more than what I ever weighed. Oh, really? 65, yeah. Oh, so that's the stuff that you want to use. Yeah, but I stopped now. Yeah, you happy with 65? Body a break. No, no, no. I still want to get more, but... Okay. I don't want to just use that. Yes. I don't know if it's good for you. Just yeah, yeah, there's no problem. It's just it's the nutrition you need to kind of gain weight if you want to. Yeah, But um, yeah, that was that was that was a really well-needed trip and then the next day was brutal 180 kilometers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what we were thinking and obviously my knee started paining like straight yes. away yeah and then we needed to fix your tire in uh brits uh brits brits town no brits oh is it brits yeah. okay um nothing against brits but it's not a very good town or city it's not very scenic <laughs> We, we arrived kind of, we went to the one bike shop who had all the right parts, but he said he'd just gotten an order for five bicycles and the guy had to, he had to build the bikes and he couldn't help us. So go and check his brother's shop out. 
Then we cycled into the heart of Brits, and his brother had never heard of a 29-inch wheel. So that was the end of it. We wasted about an hour there. We wasted an hour. But prior to this, I decided to quit the cycle, and then I decided to carry on. Carry on. At this point, I decided to to carry on. Uh, Was it in Brits? Just before Brits, in Artis. Oh, yes. Okay, that's right. So... Um, Johan and I, like we mentioned, hadn't had an income for some time and Johan was offered a job uh, back in Cape Town but he had to cut his trip short and then that kind of dropped my, it, it, it's sort of the, the not, not, not that, that it was anything against you, it was just my morale kind of mm. and, and Hanley, Hanley was here in Cape Town and uh, my wife and her, her car was broken into, they stole herself and all her bank cards and We've, all, of, all of our stuff's linked, you know, mm. we're, we're married. So um, I, I had to try and, while I was cycling, do F&B, MTN, kind of all the basics of getting all that stuff back again. And, you know, they're like, okay, just come into the branch. And then you say to them, well, I can't. I'm, I'm cycling through South Africa. Is there anything you can do? And, and then, so, so my... my so you were on the phone a lot. A lot. I was mm. probably on the phone for that day that it happened for like three or four hours. We'd stop for lunch. I'd be on the phone the whole lunch break for an hour. And then I decide not to carry on anymore. Yeah, and the, the, my morale definitely yeah. hits an all-time low. And, and with me, uh, when I when I, I'm, I'm not the best athlete, so my bra- I have to I have to like push as hard as I can here to try and get me through these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And when my mental state goes down, I just fall apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's actually my. Um, brother-in-law that phoned me and said like why why are you stopping Jeff yeah Jeff (laughs) and he's like just do it man I mean like what you can find work again and Mm. you know work isn't easy at this point in time but at the same point I was like you know what I'm just gonna finish it Um, so that actually helped me a little bit because Steph Mm. was like finish it it's fine you can find work another time but I felt bad, and then when mm. Jeff said, no, man, just carry on, then I was like, okay, cool. It was in Mahalisburg, actually. At the oh, was camp- it in Mahali- at the campsite? campsite? And then in Hartis, I finalized it. You decided yeah. that was it. Yeah, and, and, and I was very appreciative because I, I, at that point, I had an excuse to kind of quit. And I didn't want to, but I knew that our biggest, uh, we grew up in the north of South Africa, so... You know, having grown up there, you understand the the. I I lost friends to motor motor cars hitting them off bikes. Um, we were broken into multiple, and I'm not trying to run down the northern parts of the country, but yeah. you have to be aware of that kind of thing. And I, I mean, I've been mugged on a bicycle. I've been mugged playing squash. Uh, you know, I I just didn't want to go into Limpopo alone. So but that I mean, was all playing in my mind. You were saying these things and you don't want to make it sound rough, but the moment we climbed out of Hartis over that pass, the new new highway they built, yes. and we drove in down into Brits, Brits yeah. it changed. It changed completely. People were trying to force us off the road. It was weird. Visibly. Yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. clear. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it was Just no those. regard for kind of cyclists. Exactly. You know? and, and that's definitely someone wanting to do a trip like that. Get Tillampopo, get it out of the way, and then the highlights just keep coming exactly. uh, as you. Yeah, getting out of the way is a strong word because it's beautiful in its own way. It's stunning. But yeah, in terms road of conditions safety, yeah. and safety, mm. 
um, uh, apart. But you know, we, we Limpopo was very memorable in 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 a sense as well. Uh, Plachan Lodge was was incredible. We we arrived and we went on a game drive. Uh, we could actually see Botswana, which was cool. Exactly. Saw some elephants coming through the river. Um, it was really nice. It was a beautiful part of the the trip. But then that next day, our last day, the temperature decided to kind of skyrocket. It's and like it was 41 or something like 41 that. 41 yeah. degrees. Uh, that was brutal. Yeah, we had lunch under a bridge. Yes. Which was like two degrees cooler. Yeah, and you couldn't stop anywhere because there were just a million flies. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd stop and then your whole body would just be covered in flies. Sure, you're irritated at the flies. I don't like things sitting on me. I get sure. very temperamental when that kind of thing happens. And... Uh, at that point, just before we got lunch, uh, we only had 90... How many kilometers did we have for the final day? 90. Quickly check. I, I say only just because um, we'd gotten used to big days, 120, 160, 180. So... Yeah, Blackland Point Drift, 94 kilometers. Yeah. And, and we're just like, ah, oh, 94 kilometers. We got there by just after lunch, though. So yeah, we, we, we cruised. We And because... My father-in-law to come pick us up, yes. and he didn't want to drive at night. Yeah. yeah, so we were a bit wary of driving on those roads at night, and we wanted to kind of get there. Because I mean, the previous day we we did Tom Berg to Platyan Lodge, and it was 107 kilometers on the worst road yes, those roads in terrible. the history of mankind. Yeah, I think maybe not doing it in reverse is a a good thing because. If you start on those roads, you're not going to cover much difference. But, you know, the start of our trip, we didn't cover much distance yeah, as well. So, uh, but I, I would have preferred maybe to finish on, on in, in the Cape. Uh, if I do this again, I would prefer... Although, it's something different, you yeah. know. Um, the, the border post is... You know, Cape Town's not really... There's no border post. We started at the cruise terminal, but yeah. it uh, it's it was just... It was something different and it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely uh, the most memorable adventure trip that I've ever done. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, other highlights for you that you you kind of want to mention? Um, sure. Yeah, we talked briefly about the 180k day. Um, you are just, I mean, cycling at night. Um, I don't know, like... It, it all becomes a blur, but mm. it, it's like this this feeling of like, you know, if I can push through that, I can push through anything kind of thing, you know. That is what I sort of gotten out of it. And like you mm. said, you, you it becomes your job. You just reach the day, you go to bed at 9, 10 o'clock at night, completely broken, wake up at like 5 maybe, and you're completely broken still, but... It's a new day and you just carry on. Yeah. You take a lunch break and you forget everything prior to lunch break mm. and it's a new day and you're carrying on. How noticeable though does it become all about food? Yeah. It's it's all it's food, 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 food. Yes. Food and water, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... Nutrition. You have to get that in. I mean, it's just... Yeah. That that's what was my motivation. All things aside, that became, became the, the... I mean, four and a half, five thousand calories a day. But it's like survival mode because it's mm. it's shelter. We yeah. need to get to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you start thinking food, 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 mm. water, 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 and the rest is all sort of fallen away. Yeah. You don't even think about safety really until it happens to you. Yeah, and and you know, uh, like I mentioned before, it was 
I had I had a couple of highlights, but one of the biggest was just being able to spend 25 days with you. Mm. You know, I, we, we it's not often that you get to, especially being married. You, I love my wife, obviously, and I love my married life. But to to I'd love to do something like that with her, mm. but I don't think we'll get the opportunity to spend 25 days together just with you know with one of your closest mates experiencing what South Africa has to offer. Yeah. Uh, it was special and, and I value it. And um, probably my favorite part of it was actually capturing your first high five on a bicycle. <laughs> uh, uh, that was beautiful. It was shocking because I really thought I was going to fall off the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but you couldn't ride with one hand off the bicycle. Because first of all, my left hand was ruined. Yes. And I couldn't control because of the weight. Yeah. And you had to like high five. So I had this expectation of high fiving my hand getting stuck and just <laughs> falling down on the tar road. Yeah, it was beautiful. I actually got it on, on film. I can't release it because... Um, no, you can just, yeah. I'll have to bleep out uh, <laughs> a couple of the words. But I was... That it was, was just after a climb as well. So you could yes. get like... Is it the top of Bain's Club? N- no, the... Wasn't it? The one of the series. Oh, it was I one of the series. I forgot the name of it. Uh, Teron Pass. Yeah. yeah. So, my, next... My, one of my favorite things is actually seeing you tired. <laughs> like, I have this video of you where I'm talking about the scenery and things like that and I sort of pan the video and then you sort of just collapse on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> Why um, is that your favorite thing, it's, seeing it's, me tired? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Well, I was tired every day, so I mean, you must have enjoyed quite a bit of it. It was just a nice sight, like, almost like, ah, oh, I'm not the only one kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I we were both in, in noticeable pain and... and um, I like that push, though, like, mm. you're tired, but you just carry yeah, on. You have to, yeah, you yeah. That's nice. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that it, it was definitely one of the highlights of my kind of adult life just in terms of being able to do something uh, adventurous and it, it changed the way that I think about sport doing the Argus or, or, or going on a run or uh, competing in like the double century or, or whatever it's not that hard mm. really because you know that you can just carry on it, yeah. it, it, it allowed me to shift my kind of thought process about what was possible and and again i'm not saying this just to to be like oh this is we're hardcore adventurous i don't think that this was hardcore adventuring at all exactly um but that anyone can can kind of decide with i mean really affordable mountain bikes with not a lot of preparation that you can go on these adventures um for fairly affordable kind of um opportunities and and but also just to know that with your own steam you've managed to cycle from cape town straight through the country yes. to the most northern part of the yeah. country it was cool i i enjoyed it and definitely I'd, I'd love to run it with you someday one day yeah for sure I'll just get a couple um, of baby prams yeah i'm, I'm second guessing that thought just Really? Carrying super lightweight stuff on a backpack, yeah. Just in a black trans-americana? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we'll watch that now and then you can get uh, motivation. Mm. But Joe, you were mentioning that now you can do any race. Like, I've also realized, not just with this one, like I've done some multi-day stuff as well, but Mm. um, specifically now with this one as well, more more in-depth. 
like a one day race it's a one day race yeah. so just finish it because yeah, yeah. the next day you don't have to carry on no. where we had to carry on and on and on and on and you are doing going to your limit every day yes so you there's no reason for you not to finish this race mm. kind of thing mm. unless you're obviously super injured and passed out and stuff mm. but even if you pass out just eat something get some then, food in and then carry mm. on kind of type of thing because yeah. you will get to the finish line and then you can stop yeah exactly and someone will look after you yes where we had to look after ourselves. ourselves. Well, um, I hope I looked after you. You definitely looked after me. Definitely. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. And uh, it was an awesome trip. And I, I, I value you as a friend. Yeah, thanks, I, man. I hope we get to do some adventures again in the future. Yeah, we've got some plans ahead. I'm, mm. I'm 100% sure we're going to get some cool stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if we can get through this as friends as you mentioned then yes. we'll definitely get through mm. loads of other stuff next mission Himalayas Annapurna I'd love to do that with you and Steph yeah, um, Andy and I and, and just staying in the tea houses I mean that sounds incredible And it's going to be softer in a way but harder in another way yeah, yeah. Um, I think you'll love it awesome um, it's going to be great cool thanks cool. dude yeah thanks much Cheers, easier man. high five that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> my left hand yeah but I appreciate you and I appreciate uh, our friendship and I'm really, really happy that we got to, to experience this together. Great stuff. Thanks, man. Cheers, buddy. Cheers.